Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The game is over. And we are headed to overtime. On 95.7, the game. Welcome into overtime here on 95.7 The Game. Mark Randy Sterling Bennett with you as Monday Night Football comes to a close and the 49ers on the losing end against the Minnesota Vikings. Final score, 22-17. Brock Purdy, a couple of interceptions in the second half and the 49ers fall for the second consecutive time here in 2023. A tough road trip. They lose in Cleveland last week. And then they lose here in Minnesota today. Again, the 49ers fall 22-17 to the Minnesota Vikings. The Niners now 5-2 on the year. You're tapped into overtime here on 95-7 The Game. It's Mark Randy and Sterling Bennett with you. And we're with you for the next three-plus hours here on 95-7 The Game. A ton to get into, and we want to hear from you. 888-957-9570. That's the number to call. Sterling, a disappointing performance for the 49ers today. Again, the final score, 22-17. to We, we can get into the offense, the defense, the issues, the turnovers, all of that. But just flat out, this is a game the Niners should be able to win, and uh, they simply didn't. 22-17, the final score, a disappointing last eight days now for the 49ers, two consecutive losses. I had my whole opening statement pre-planned coming into this game. Uh-oh. I wasn't here last week, Mark, and you were the only person here when the Niners lost to the Browns. We're going <laughs> to beat, gonna blame beat the Vikings. It, you're going to blame it all on me, huh? I was, I was, and now I'm sitting here, and I'm watching a disgusting, pitiful, horrid. The Niners did not come to play today. From the opening jump. Yes, they got a pick early, but the offense fumbles. CMC, you battled through the oblique. I'm happy for you. What do you do? Get in the red zone. You fumble. The same things that haunted this team against the number one defense in 53-plus years in the Browns last week are the same things that haunted them this week. Brock Purdy now has three picks, two in this game, two pivotal drives, both them ending with Brock Purdy interceptions. Just a bad performance from almost anybody. Now, I'm sitting here worried, okay, the offense didn't even score 20 points last week. 
great defense, whatever. They didn't score 20 points this week against a mediocre at best defense in the Vikings. I get you had the injuries, but you can't. It was as if San Francisco said, lock it up, it's in the bag, don't even got to try. Um, You just lost two games in a row. You're now one game behind Philadelphia. Mark, I'm sick. I'm sick right now. This should this well, should have been an easy win for San Francisco. And they lost to primetime Kirk Cousins? And Come you're, on. And you're only half game up on the Seahawks in the NFC West, Sterling. This this whole, this I don't think interesting is the right word. I mean, maybe. If you're a 49er fan, obviously you want your team to win every single game. You want to wrap right. up the division by Thanksgiving, if not earlier. Like, that would be <laughs> fantastic. You want the one seed. You don't want any drama. You don't want to mm-hmm. have to play Week 17, Week 18. You want to be able to relax and get ready for the postseason. These last two losses, hey, th- these this team isn't world beaters. They're not going to just oh. run. Remember, I mean, the discussion after week five when they dominated the Cowboys was, well, how long is this undefeated yeah. stretch going to last? Yeah. Could could they do what Brady couldn't? Could they have a perfect season? Could like, they at least make it to the bye week? You lose two games in a row. Mark. This, this game, ah. for me, um, a tale of a couple of halves because if you asked me at halftime, obviously disappointed with the score at halftime, it was 16 to seven. Um, shouldn't have been, should, shouldn't have been hundred percent. I, I thought the offense was fantastic in the first half. I mean, every single time with the ball, they drove down the field. There was the fumble Christian McCaffrey on the first drive. You had a missed 40 yard field goal by your rookie kicker, Jake Moody. We can talk about that later on. Is that becoming an issue? He later made a 55 yard field goal in a really big moment, which by the way, I did not expect Kyle Shanahan (laughs) to make that call. I thought he was going to go for it on, I think it was fourth and four at that point, 55 yard field goal. Moody makes it. And then after that, you get in, uh, uh, to the end zone and, you know, towards the end of the first half or your first points of the game to make it 10 to seven, the offense had moved the ball really every single time they had the ball, and that yeah. continued into the second half. Their opening drive didn't get points, um, but beyond that, they moved the ball when they had it. It's just once they got into enemy territory, Brock Purdy threw a couple of interceptions. So you can feel okay about the offense despite that it was only 17 points because they moved the ball a lot. They put up a lot of yards against this defense. To your point, it's, it's not a very good defense, but they still moved the ball, but they're not scoring points. Turnovers. Missed field goals? How many red zone trips the past two games have they either gotten just a field goal or nothing? It feels like almost every <laughs> single time. Okay. Well, and their only touchdown, or two of the, they had two touchdowns today. Uh, CMC. Christian McCaffrey, three-yard run, so that was... The red zone. That was in the red zone, but the other touchdown was the McCaffrey 35-yard catch and run. That was not a red zone possession. But even then, it's it's... Again... I don't want to go back to the Browns game, but there were a handful of opportunities in that game where you miss a field goal, you fumble the football, you don't get the ball, or there's a penalty, it doesn't go your way, it moves your offense back, and then you fumble again, and then you miss a field goal. This game it was, we can't even get into the red zone against what the 16th ranked uh. defense that had two cornerbacks entering this game with 100-plus passer ratings on a defense that Brian... Oh, look, the Vikings deserve a ton of credit. Kirk Cousins was... Damn near perfect today. He was incredible like, today. All the talk of primetime Kirk Cousins as it being a joke uh, today. Take out that interception on his on the third play of the game. I mean, he looked like Pat Mahomes out there, the way he was making some of these throws. Kirk Cousins looked like, I don't, I don't want to say a franchise quarterback, but there's a reason, at least tonight he earned that paycheck he's getting. 
But my bigger concern is the fact that the offense isn't scoring when they need to. They're not getting touchdowns, or if they are getting points, it's field goals or needing a Christian McCaffrey 23-yard catch and run. But this defense has been or was awful tonight. They missed 10 tackles against the Browns last week. It felt like they missed 20 against the Vikings tonight. Well, every time we could talk about Steve Wilkes, defensive coordinator, I thought that the the strategy in the first half defensively was to bring pressure. And that's one thing that Steve Wilkes has done differently than past Niner defenses. D'Amico Ryans, Robert Sala, uh, they didn't they, they tended to not blitz a ton. Uh, Steve Wilkes does. And in the first half, they were blitzing, and somehow they still weren't getting to Kirk Cousins. Um, and Kirk was picking them apart as a result. I mean, if you're bringing an extra defender or two on a blitz, you're not getting home. You're just asking your defensive secondary to do the impossible, cover receivers without many guys defending them for a long period of time, and Kirk Cousins was picking them apart. I think they adjusted a little bit in the second half. You just saw more just normal four-man rushes not bringing an extra blitzer, and they actually got towards Kirk Cousins a little bit more in the second half. But no sacks. No sacks. There was one play, the very last drive for— He was like sandwiched in between two guys and just just squeaked out of there. Huge, huge play. Uh, Was it third down at that point? It was third down. A huge third down. Third and four, I think. Something like that. Yeah. And— Cousins drops back to pass. If you get a first down at that point, at the very least, you're going to give the Niners the ball with less than a minute on the clock at that point, essentially. Which happened anyways. It happened anyway, but as a result, because they got the first down. Yes. And he drops back to pass, and Nick Bosa seems like he's hugging him, but there's there's an offensive lineman in between Cousins and Bosa. Bosa trying to run over both of them and bring them to the ground. He can't. Cousins escapes, makes a throw. I think it fell incomplete, but there was a penalty called anyway, uh, and it resulted in a first down for the for the Vikings. That, no, that's the play where Addison catches the ball. They call a flag on San Francisco. Penalty to You're climb. right. They still stop the You're clock. Right. SF somehow finds a way to stop the clock, and they I, get a chance to I'm win. I'm thinking of another play. That- but that's how bad the game was. <laughs> it felt like every drive for the Vikings was something bad was happening for San Francisco on defense. Warner was missing tackles. We paid Javon Hargrave and Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, all this money. Somebody sack immobile Kirk Cousins, please. This Vikings O-line, O-line is fine. Kirk Cousins came into tonight sacked 15 times. This star-studded defense and their pass rush had zip, zero, nada, seto, whatever language you want to use, it equals nothing. We're paying players big-time money to show up when. No sacks tonight. Uh. They had They had one pick. And then Mooney Ward gets called for like five penalties later. We need, like, someone has to step up. Brock Purdy for three and a half quarters was doing so. Chris McCaffrey, two touchdowns tonight, was doing so. Kittle had a nice game as well on National Tight Ends Day. This defense, it's troubling. Philadelphia would put up 35 against what they did tonight. The Vikings had 452 yards of offense. Okay, so my, my question to you is, and to all the listeners out there, I see a couple of them calling in already. We want to hear from you. 888-957-9570. You just laid out the case against the defense. Gave up a ton of yards against a team with you know okay offense, but they're playing without the best receiver in football, Justin Jefferson. Kirk yeah. Cousins... Not a bad quarterback by any stretch of the imagination, despite the fact that coming into today, his team only had two wins, has been putting together a really good season, and he was fantastic today. 378, two touchdowns, one interception on the first drive. But aside from that first drive, he was nearly perfect in this game. 
That's the case against the 49ers defense. They were beat by rookie wide receiver Jordan Addison, 7 for 123, and two touchdowns, one really terrible moment late in the first I'm half. Sure Lucas is happy. Fight on, right, Lucas? Fight on. <laughs> that we can get into that later as well. Um, but, I mean, the offense as well, you're able to move the ball, but you sputter, you turn the, turn the ball over, three turnovers, all in Minnesota territory. What's more troubling to you? What's more concerning, the offense or the defense? I mean, you consider the last two weeks, the Cleveland defense is phenomenal, but yeah. the offense really was stuck in the mud all game long. I know there's some other circumstances going on there. But at least there was an excuse. No Trent Williams, yep. no Debo. What was the excuse for the defense tonight? Everybody's healthy. Everybody. No one's hurt. There is, oh, we don't have Nick Bosa. We don't have Hargreaver. They all played the entire game. And they gave up 452 yards. So defense is a bigger concern yes. for you. Yeah, I think I'm Yes. It's, it's not even close. Brock Purdy made some mistakes. Fine. Okay, cool. Maybe that conversation turns around and he's not as good as those, he once thought he was. turnovers, He though. lost two straight games in a row. Two bad picks on two pivotal drives. But the defense missed 10 tackles last week. Felt like 20 tonight. <laughs> Against the Browns, without Nick Chubb, 160 rushing yards on the ground tonight. 74, 78, whatever it is. This team against a Vikings offense that runs the ball the least in football was able to run against this defense that has these strong, touted names. You pay for, again, the Armsteads and the Hargraves to make sure teams like Minnesota, who already can't run, can't run against you, and they did tonight. Yeah, I'm, at some point, and you can, you can PFF advanced stat analytics someone to death, <laughs> right? And that's been the way we've talked about Nick Bosa this season, right? Like yeah. not many sacks. He, Number one run defender in football. He, he's not he's not getting to the quarterback a lot, but guess what? He's taking on double teams. He's freeing up his teammates. He's great against the run. I think the conversation at some point, maybe that point is right now. It has to shift to hey Nick you got to get Kirk once or twice in this game. You got to. You had that opportunity on yeah. that last drive. You were you were an arm length away. You have to find a way to make that play. Maybe it's unfair, but Nick, when you win a defensive player of the year award, when you are the highest paid non-quarterback in NFL history, Jeez. you got to make a play like that every once in a while. And yeah. he hasn't yet this season on a consistent basis. So maybe it's unfair. Maybe I'm overreacting to to this game and this loss and the frustration of consecutive losses now. But I think at some point, Sterling, and I'd argue that time is now. The conversation around Nick Bosa has to shift. You can't just be PFF's favorite child. You can't just be the advanced analytic <laughs> king. You gotta, you gotta dominate in those sexy stats, which are the sacks, the the tackles for loss. And he hasn't done that yet. This game was begging for a Nick Bosa strip sack, and it never happened. If the Niners get one of those, who knows? They probably can come away from a come away from this game with a win. Maybe it's not fair to to, sing, to single out Nick Bosa because he's still a fantastic player. But considering what he's making, Sterling, I think the Niners um, were hoping that they'd get a little bit more from him to this point of the season. But it's not even a Bosa problem. Because against the Browns, he could have had a bumble recovery for a touchdown had it not been called an incomplete pass. He had a sack in that game as well. It's a collective issue where guys aren't tackling. There's way too many penalties and pivotal points this year. It feels like... Oh, 
big third down stop, <laughs> holding off the defense, uh, illegal contact on Mooney Ward and Lenore or, or DPI. There's and, one on Isaiah and Oliver and it's like, on that last guys, drive. Can we please stop shooting ourselves in the foot? Because the last, since 2019, Sala, Demeco Ryans. What was the whole thing of when you go to San Francisco, you you face them, you're getting the number one defense in the league, you're getting a vaunted pass rush, you're getting two stellar linebackers and maybe a secondary that isn't that great, but they got a piece or two they can they can really hurt you. They still have all those players, all that personnel, but the outcome is entirely different. The Vikings had beaten the Bears by one score and would not have done so if they didn't get a defensive touchdown. They beat the Panthers. They beat the two worst teams in football. To be fair, their losses are all one-score losses. Yeah, they're, against... they're better than their record suggests. It's, right, the, it's right. the opposite of last year when they were nowhere near as but, good as their record suggested. But here's the issue. The Niners are supposed to be the cream of the crop. Oh, they should the win this game. I 100%. In the entire NFC, we're, we're talking lock them up for Vegas, folks. NFC Championship, Philadelphia, bring it on. And now it's like, we can't even beat the Vikings in prime time when you had a whole week to prep without Debo and without Trent Williams, which we'll get to that. That was a massive loss tonight. But you have Christian McCaffrey. He's supposed to unlock the entire offense. Shanahan had no answers tonight for what Brian Flores was doing to him on offense. Nothing. It was, oh, well, they, they moved the ball. They didn't score. You you have the greatest offense in mind in this league today outside of Andy Reid, and you can't score more than 20 points against— You putting this on Shanahan? Not all of it, but certainly— His star of running back fumbled in the red zone, and his quarterback threw two the, terrible interceptions. You putting this guy, on Shanahan? You drafted it in the third round, missed a field goal for the second weekend, and really almost cost you a game again. Okay, that's fair. Like, they're, they're, go get the, me the, odd, the offense moved the ball— and, and the failed, players and then failed and, to score. And the players that you trust huh? turn the ball over. It's as yeah. simple as that. It's not just on Shanahan. Players have to execute. But Shanahan wasn't great in this game. The players you need to have win weren't great in this game for the second week in a row. The defense was atrocious. I could argue for what the, I don't know, the entire game from the jump. They had one good play on defense and that was it. They got an interception. Well, the offense do get no points. You have to capitalize against the mediocre vanilla Vikings team, and you don't on prime time. You had an extra day to prep for this game, and you laid a freaking egg, my guy. Like, you want to be talking about with Philadelphia and, I don't know, Dallas Cowboys. I get you, Rock Dallas. That game means nothing now. We're not riding those coattails anymore. You lost to the Browns without their starting quarterback, without their left guard, without their star uh, quarterback. Like, and you lose to the Vikings, who don't have their star receiver. We all talk about, oh, the Browns don't have their players. The Vikings don't have their star. Easy to the bye. Oh, wow. Eight and no. Here we come. And you lose two games in a row. What a joke. It's a joke. I'm not happy, Mark. I I understand. I I I am not putting any of this blame on Kyle Shanahan today. Absolutely none of it. I mean, let's look at some of the numbers offensively. I know that it didn't turn into a ton of points. I get it. Uh, but this team, 325 yards of total offense. They averaged over six yards per play. Six yards per play. Everything Kyle was drawn up was working. And I mean, the run game wasn't incredible in this game. 65 rushing yards. That's not very good. Only three per carry. Okay, maybe I could say got to be a little bit more creative in the run game, although I think some of that is difficult to do when you don't have Debo Samuel because he's a big part of your creativity in that phase of the game. Uh, but every single pass play they drew up, for the most part, there was an open guy. And Purdy, for the most part, found him. He was 21 for 30. Um, 
a number of those incompletions was, came late. He was great for three and a half quarters. He was really good. Yeah, two I'm with you. Two drives, he failed. 21 for 30, 272, a touchdown, two interceptions. So I would ask you again. You just said pretty failed in the final two drives. What, what about that puts this on Kyle no, Shanahan? No, no. I'm not saying it's all on Kyle Shanahan. Steve Wilkes, the defense deserves... It's way more on Steve Wilkes than the defense. 80% of the blame tonight. Fa- failed to adjust to the fact yeah. that the blitz wasn't working for the entire first half. Kirk Cousins was picking them apart left and right. Jordan Addison was getting behind the defense. They brought a blitz on that touchdown at the end of the first half Which, when Jordan Addison on. ripped the interception away from Mooney Ward and ran 60 yards for a touchdown. You're bringing a Blitz when you know the only chance the Vikings have to score with 15 seconds left in the first half is to throw a deep ball down the middle part of the field. You bring a blitz, you have no safety help against one of the speediest receivers in the league, Jordan Addison. What are you doing? What are you doing? Kyle Shannon hasn't even hit my top 10 of guys that deserve (laughs) blame for this loss. He's nowhere near. He's not even on my radar. There's so much else blame to go around. For me, it's not even close to Shannon. This is about the defense. It's about Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey turning the ball over in key moments. And as far as I'm concerned, Shannon and the offense look great Eh. until they turn the ball over. Yeah, but it's when you turn it over. They, I, I the, agree. The offense turned the ball over three times tonight. All on the Vikings side of the field. Yeah. That's not entirely on Kyle Shanahan. Of course, players have to execute. My issue is that in looking at their offense, 30 against Pittsburgh, 30 against the Rams, 30 against the Giants, 35 against the Cardinals, 42 against the vaunted Dallas Cowboys defense, and you got 17 against the Browns. Okay, one week it was raining. Wash it away. You missed a field goal. Could have had the win. Then 17 Against the Vikings? The Vikings are not going to the playoffs. They're not that good. They've only beaten two teams, the Bears and the, and the Panthers. I get it. They're better than the record says. Took the Chiefs and the Eagles down to one score. They're, they are the, again, <laughs> one score tonight. The Vikings are not that good, or at least, I'll rephrase that. The Vikings should not be able to hold the candle to the San Francisco 49ers, and they beat them tonight. Especially the Vikings without Justin Jefferson. Yes! Especially the Vikings without Justin Jefferson. I know you could say, well, the Niners are without Debo Samuel and Trent Williams. Yeah, whatever. The Niners are on a different level talent-wise across the entire rest of the roster. Even with backup tackles and no Debo Samuel. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, let's go to the phone lines. We've got a ton of people lining up here on overtime on 95-7 The Game. Yeah, Sterling needs some help. He needs some emotional support. From the listeners here on 95.7 The Game. Up first, we'll go to Manny. Manny, you're on overtime with Grandy and Sterling on 95.7 The Game. A tough loss for the 49ers. Manny, what do you think of this one? You know what? This is a sign of times to come, my friends. I called it. I said the defense is leaking, and it's continually leaking. There is a problem on this Niners squad, and it's solely on the defensive side of the ball. Offensively, we can move the ball. We can get in position to score. First of all, number one, what is Robbie Gold's phone number? I will call him personally (laughs) myself because, Moody, you are done. You are done, young man. You need to go to the practice squad, and you need to sit down and learn from the best. We need help on special teams. Let's get that straight right now. But more importantly, defensively, if, if the defense does not shore it up, and we've got, what, Cincinnati and Jacksonville coming around, yeah. we are we are listing in the water badly. I mean, there is no absolutely way 
we should have lost this game. The hole in my wall where my tablet got thrown is a <laughs> testimony to how futile this game was. I mean, thank God NFL Network kept freezing on my tablet because if it didn't, I would have lost my mind half an hour ago. I mean, come on. Niners, defensively, we cannot let mediocre offenses run up and down the field on us if we expect to even get into a wild card yep. game. I mean, we're, we're getting figured out in the worst time possible, early in the season. And I don't know where the blame absolutely lies on, but you know what? It points to the guy who took over for the guy who took over for the guy. We need to figure it out. They need to figure it out. And that's all I got. If the defense doesn't figure it out sooner or later, we're, we're wasting the season, man. We need to start looking at trades, at corner, at defensive line. And Nick Bosa, I love you, but you're no better than your brother. Wow. Wow. Okay, Manny. Appreciate the call. Uh, I think, Manny, I think most of what you said is valid. Um, That's the last part. But, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Ask Charger sure, fans how they sure feel a lot about healthier, I'll tell you that one. Ask Charger fans how they feel about Joey Bosa. I think you'll get uh, a very, very different answer than how Niner fans feel about Nick Bosa, even after uh, the last couple of weeks here for the 49ers. The other thing is, I disagree with Manny, this is not the worst time of the season to get figured out. No. Uh, you have a ton of season ahead. You this this is not sky is falling. Now we have to adjust the. Con- oh, you might disagree there. This is not sky is falling for me. Maybe no, you have to ad- you have to adjust uh, your expectations a little bit. Maybe uh, you're yeah. certainly in a dogfight for not only the top seed in the NFC. Now you're a game behind the Eagles, but you're only We're in front of the Eagles. Huh? We're in front of the Eagles. Oh, excuse me. Behind the Eagles. The Eagles are ahead. I'm just going to stop talking. <laughs> but you're also only a half game ahead of the Seattle, Seahawks for the Sorry. NFC yes. West. So you're in a dogfight, again, not just for the top seed in the NFC, but suddenly uh, the West standings are getting a little bit crowded. The Rams lost this week. Uh, they're upset about that one to the Losers. Steelers. But it's, <laughs> despite the struggles for the Niners, it still seems like it's just a two-team race. It made me a little happier. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> you're welcome. I'm here. I'm here. Again, all the callers were trying to provide some emotional support for Sterling. I'm sure a lot of you are feeling the same way. So this is... I left for a week and was like, going to come back. Niners are going to win. And now I'm sitting here. I got tears in my water, Mark. <laughs> this is Niners group therapy. Niners fan group therapy here on Overtime on 95.7 The Game. So if you need some emotional support, give us a call. 888-957-9570. We're also keeping an eye on the Twitch and YouTube chats powered by First NorCal Credit Union as always and the text line the comcast business text line as well keep them coming on all fronts um but this is not the wrong time of the season in my mind to be figured out you have a ton of season ahead of you remember how the last two seasons went for the 49ers you struggled big time early you ask those two teams those last two Niner teams, would yeah. you like to be 5-2 and two after seven games? <laughs> they right. would say, hell freaking yes. Good point. Now, it's a little more difficult to swallow when you were 5-0. and oh, You were on top of the world. People were talking about an undefeated regular <laughs> season. And now you have losses against two yeah. subpar teams with dealing with injuries. Playing, yeah, I mean, a third-string quarterback. And now you have a Vikings team playing without really their only dynamic offensive weapon and the most dynamic offensive weapon in football on Justin Jefferson. So I get the frustration. All I'm saying is, deep breath, it's week seven. These these Niners teams that made it to the NFC Championship game each of the last two years, 
were in much worse positions at this point in the season than this current team is. Now, it's not to say that we can't discuss what went wrong and why this team is frustrating us and why we have some concern moving forward, because clearly we do. Yes. All I'll say is there's a ton of season left. To the caller's point, though, and yes, I would agree that you start 5-2, and two, season is not over. You have, in fact, you're in a pretty good spot. You're in a great spot. With you. But you have the Bengals next week. They didn't play this week. They had a bye. Uh-huh. And then you're going back home with your tail between your legs, and you ain't getting Debo back, and you might get Trent Williams back. Okay, uh, Trent Williams certainly was uh, missed tonight against the Vikings' blitzing defense. Then you have the bye week. Okay. You might be able to get healthy and play Jacksonville in two weeks on the road in Florida, up on the East Coast, or just down on the East Coast. But other than that, you have the Bengals, then you got Jacksonville, and you got Seattle in Seattle, you got Philadelphia in Philadelphia, and you got to come back home and play Seattle. It's not as if the schedule gets easier. So when you see teams, when you're 5-0, and uh, we can beat the Browns. Yeah, they have the third-string quarterback. Oh, yeah, we should win that game. Then it's the Vikings, no Jefferson. Oh, man, we're getting some good luck on our side. Then it's, oh, well, we lost to both those <laughs> But teams. nothing to show for it, yeah. And then we have the Bengals who have seemingly picked things up, and then we got the Jaguars who look pretty darn good right now, and then that doesn't even count that three-game stretch of Seattle, Philadelphia, Seattle, which you would like to have put yourself in a position where your division, maybe even the conference, doesn't come down to that three-game stretch. But right now, at this very point, at 5-2 and two after Week 7, the division, the conference, could very well come down to that three-game stretch, which way, that's where you don't want to be. Yeah. The Niners put themselves in a great position after five weeks. Through seven, it's not so great. Yeah, you kind of you kind of killed your great start. Now you're kind of back to square Momentum one. Momentum is gone. You don't have your star receiver. Where the heck was Brandon Ayuk tonight? This is a piv- a, a piv- great a great first quarter, first quarter and a half. And then <sighs> did he have a catch in the second half? I don't even care. I didn't. I didn't hear I his name. I don't think he did. All I saw him on the bench, the whole game is. Let me look it up. On the bench. I, I have their like, halftime stats written down on When the you don't have Debo and you got Jawan Jennings in the cloud and you want to get the bag, Ayuk, you were great when they were all on the field. You want to get the bag, and he's a good receiver. Tonight, certainly didn't prove to be the guy. Like You're supposed to slice and dice through this soft zone blitzing coverage. This is a game where Brandon Ayuk's strengths should be able to bloom like a flower. In fact, it died in the first half. It got stomped on, choked out, and was like, where the heck is our star receiver at? Brandon Ayuk in the first half. Five catches for 57 yards. Oh. Brandon Ayuk in the second half. Nothing. Goose egg. Dude, and right there, when McCaffrey picks things up and Kittle picks things up, and even Juwan Jennings. Juwan Jennings was, was great. great tonight. You would like Five to have your star 54. receiver. Five for 54 for Jennings. You need to have your star receiver out there. Yeah. I, I I guarantee you, had Ayuk missed this game and Debo was healthy, a much better game than this, and I bet they win this game. Wow. Yeah, because you want to know why he affects the play. He affects the offense in so many other ways than Ayuk does. Well, the other thing, I think it was the drive where the Niners settled for the 55-yard field goal, which Jake Moody made. To his credit, we have to give him credit for that. I honestly have to give Kyle Shanahan credit for having the courage to bring out his kicker after he missed his last two field goal attempts and three over the last game and a half at that point. Uh, He brought him out for a 55-yard field goal, but before that was Brock Purdy facing pressure, rolling to the left, and kind of threw across his body back (sighs) to the other side of the field to an open Ayuk. Credit 
Purdy for finding him. Come back to but it. But Ayuk, instead of running through the ball to make the catch, because Purdy's throwing it, if you're watching on YouTube, off of his back foot, right? Can't yeah. get enough behind the ball. He's so he leaves, it, tonight. he leaves it short to Ayuk. Ayuk had the time to run into that ball and there. make the catch. He stood there, bent down on a knee, took a knee, and tried to reach out for it. Instead of moving forward and catching it, that cost the 49ers a first down. Yeah, they got a field goal out of it, but it could have potentially been seven instead of three. That might change this game. Uh, yeah, Ayuk, a goose egg in the second half. That's a big reason why this offense wasn't able to get the touchdowns when they needed them. Their number one wide receiver well, gave them nothing in the, yeah. in the second half. Whose fault is that? Is that Ayuk's? Is that Kyle's? Is that Purdy's? I have to. I'd have to. I mean, I'd have to grind the tape to answer that. <laughs> we question We gotta go for back to through. the tape and figure it out. Wait till that all twenty-two <laughs> comes out, then I'll give you an answer. What right? does PFF say? <laughs> they say Nick Bosa's yeah. incredible. Best run defender in football. No sacks tonight. <laughs> when you need him most. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines here. It's overtime on ninety-five-seven. The game, Grandy and Sterling, with you. A tough loss for the 49ers. It's a Niners fan group therapy here on overtime on 95.7 the game up next is buzz from concord buzz you're on overtime what'd you think of that niners loss today buzz i mean hey it's a rough night rough night to be a niners fan i mean there's a lot of blame to go around but i think sometimes the blame doesn't go around correctly yes Hmm. nick bosa doesn't get those sacks double team multiple stunts he was picked up on defensive players ufanga amazing Definitely Fred Warner had his issues. Ward has his issues. Uh, definitely two picks on Purdy. We're going to blame him on that. My biggest blame on this entire game, we're going to go with Wilkes on this one right now. Yeah. Steve Wilkes is going to come in here be a defensive coordinator. We're going to complain about how all this defensive issues goes on. However, D'Amico Ryan, Robert Sala had similar players to this. Obviously, Hargraves here. Um, you know, Multiple players have been in and out, but the, the, the mainstays have been there. However, Steve Wilkes is going to be dropping the ball in this game. I want to blame everybody I can. I like to blame Purdy on this. Steve Wilkes get my entire blame. I also want to say, Bosa, don't get me wrong, he doesn't get the sacks. But as you also want to say, can't get a sack on a running play. So when you say, can't get a running play with a sack, it's only going to be on those passing plays there. Have a great night, guys. Love the show. Thanks, uh, thanks, Buzz. Appreciate the call. It's a cool um, name, Buzz. Yeah, and I think he's right. I mean, if you were to sing single out, take me to space, Buzz. Come on, Aldrin. It's a great name. It's a great, it's a great name. You good, Sterling? I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> I think if you had to single out a, a specific person or, I mean, it's it's obviously the defense, and we both agree about that as, yeah. as opposed to the offense. Offense, three turnovers, inexcusable. You can't have that. You're not going to turn the ball over three times and win that many football games. But the defense just getting gashed by an offense that's playing without Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Um, and, and they're starting left guard. And they're starting left guard. And you even go back to last week, third-string quarterback. Uh, you don't really respect the Browns' passing game at all. And yet, somehow, the Browns are still able to gash you time and time again on the ground. Like This is consecutive weeks. 60 yards last week. Consecutive weeks where you leave, and more so tonight, of course, than the Cleveland game. But consecutive games where you leave feeling like... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The defense wasn't just not good, but they were actively bad? They were Specifically the re- tonight. They were the reason they lost. I do think if you're going to... The offense has to convert yeah, more yeah, once yeah, they right. move the ball. Yeah, it, I mean, considering how terrible the yards... I mean, you just look at the yards in this game. 452 yards of offense for Minnesota. They <laughs> average nearly seven per play. You, you put up 450 and about seven per play, you should be expecting to score 35 points. The fact that this was only a 22-point output, it's pretty remarkable. Yes. I don't know if that... Is credit to the defense because they still gave up 452, but only 22 points? But it's not even about that. The Vikings came in, and maybe I can check my phone for it. The Vikings came in today with one of the worst third down conversion rates in football. One of the worst. And they were 8 for 13 today. 61%. They they had 34% on first down coming, a third down coming into this game. 61% exiting. You want to talk about what makes a great defense. It's getting off the field on third down. It felt like drives were 10 plays long and six, seven minutes long, 75 yards. They marched down 89 yards on this so-called number one defense. And to O'Connell's credit, to Cousins' credit, at halftime or before half said, you know what, we're not going to just take a knee and call it a night and go into the half up. They said, we're going to take a shot. And if we fail, we fail. Now, Mooney Ward almost had the pick, but why are you zero blitzing? Why? Yeah, I don't get that Just one. play prevent. At least give him the field goal. Guess what? If you hold him to a field goal, you can kick a field goal tonight and win the game. This game tonight, I'm not going to say it hinged on that drive, but that was the biggest score of the game. Right there. A huge momentum shift because the yes, Niners just got into the end zone. You're, you're just thinking out like, of reach. You're thinking like, all right, Outplayed the entire first half. An unfortunate fumble in the red zone by McCaffrey. You get a touchdown. You get a touchdown. We're down three at halftime. And guess what? And guess what? We get the ball out of the halftime break. You can go down, score, and take the lead in a game where you had been thoroughly outplayed for two plus quarters. But instead, you give up a touchdown going into halftime. Instead of being down ten to seven, you're down seventeen to seven. Although they missed the extra point, so sixteen to seven. 
And then the offense comes out. They don't score. They don't do anything offensively their first possession of the second half. The Vikings then go down the field, and they get a field goal. So they add on to their lead. Suddenly, you're down by 12 points when you could have potentially had the lead out of halftime if you got a score to begin the second half. So that was a gigantic moment. But you just look at the drive log for Minnesota. After the first drive where Kirk Cousins threw an interception on the third play of the game, Minnesota, their next five drives. So now drives I'm, two through six for Minnesota in I'm the game. I'm going to cry harder, Mark. I'm going to make you cry, no. Sterling. You ready? Tell me. Second drive of the game. Ten plays, 89 yards, touchdown. Jeez. Next drive, 13 plays, 67 yards. Took seven minutes and 20 seconds off the clock. Field goal. Mm-hmm. Next drive to close the first half. Five for 75 and a touchdown. To open the, the third quarter, 11 plays, 77 yards and a field goal. And then the final drive of that of this five-drive stretch, 10 plays, 50 yards, and a field goal as well. That was uh, all of the points for Minnesota except for that field goal on their final drive, which put them up by five. Niners ultimately turned the ball over after that. But those five drives consecutively, yeah. Sterling, Killed us. the Vikings got almost, almost everything <laughs> they could possibly ask for offensively. The fact is, Demeco Ryans had this exact same defense minus two players. They had no Hargrave last year and had Jimmy Ward playing nickel. That's yeah. really the only difference. I And, gar- and I, you could argue maybe that this unit in total, more talent? I mean, you, well, Hargrave you have, up front. You have Jackson, Gregory now, Clellan Farrell's in the building. Yet Nick Bosa paid, Armstead's back. Kinlaw's having a, I don't want to say a great year, but actually playable this year. Like, you are getting... Some out, some you're getting performances from players maybe you don't expect to get them from like Kinlaw, but I guarantee you, Demeco Ryan's is on this team still. They win this game. They probably beat the Browns too. Yeah, and I don't want to just say Steve Wilkes like it's your fault, but tonight especially more than the Browns game because that's a 1917 game. You get two field goals, whatever things don't go your way. I can forgive the Browns game, but I do think there were some concerning things that you. I think we all wanted to wash away and say, oh, it's just one game. Just one game, Mark. And that, oh, it's a rainy day in Cleveland against the backup third-string quarterback. No big deal. We'll bounce back. The whole talk was going to bounce back, going to Minnesota, knock off primetime Kirk Cousins. And honestly, I was talking a bunch of crap on, on X on Twitter saying, what is he going to wear in the post-game press conference that his wife had laid out for him before the game? Uh-oh, you hear hoping, that, Vikings fans? You better go check out I was out like, you can shove that 40, skull horn <laughs> so far up your new, you know what? Now I'm sitting here like, <laughs> give me the horn. At 49ers <laughs> underscore access on Twitter. Go give it to him. He deserves it. Honestly, Talking all that mess before the game. But it's it's because they have so much confidence that this team should be at the top. This team, as seven-point favorite, and tonight. you are, we all came in with the utmost confidence. Yeah, we don't have maybe two big players. We still got that defense. Purdy's going to bounce back. And really, Purdy had three and a half good quarters. Then he turned the ball over twice, yep. and the defense didn't show up almost at all. And when the defense did show up, Purdy throws two picks. It felt like... There's no cohesion. It feels like the defense is just trying to find an answer and is like, I'm scrambling. My brain scrambles. I don't know what to do. Yeah. And there's guys wide open. There's there's assignments missed on every single play. Kirk Cousins looked like he was an elite quarterback tonight. And if anyone hates saying that, it should be Kyle Shanahan. 
There should be a meeting tomorrow. Hey, Wilkes, what the hell was that, man? You're making me look bad. Like, I don't want that guy. I don't like... Hey, you might be looking at Shanahan look good. That's, no, that's his no, guy. No, no, no. Because look, Shanahan, Shanahan loves Kirk that Cousins. doesn't matter. The whole thing is you want to beat that guy and go, there's a reason we don't want you here in San Francisco. Kirk Cousins, <laughs> who's that? being? I brought Purdy. We got this defense. <laughs> and now it's like, Wilkes, what the heck, man? Like, you, you letting Kirk Cousins throw for 400 yards against you? 378 uh. yards? Like, you like that? You like I don't, that? Craig. Kirk, I don't. Kirk liked it tonight. Man. Man. We can we can have a Brock Purdy conversation a little bit later. I think yeah. I think there is one to have. Uh, we got a few more minutes left here in the segment. Let's take a couple of calls here quickly. A couple of you guys have been holding on for a while. Really appreciate it. Let's go to Mike in Oakland. Mike, you're on overtime here on 95-7, the game with Grandy and Sterling. Mike, what'd you think of that Niner game today? Man, I loved it. I loved it. You what? know what? I've been saying for I've been saying for weeks that. The Niners are overrated. Look who you talk about who who the Vikings have beat. Who have the 49ers beat? The the, the Steelers aren't a good team. Four and two. Steelers and, are pretty good. Cowboys, despite yeah, the fact that they look two, terrible, they're, they're a good team. They're, they're four and two with smoke and mirrors. Just like Cowboys? the 49ers. L- l- listen, listen, listen. The Cowboys with Dak Prescott. Come on, man. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. 259 people passed on Brock Purdy for a reason, man. It's going to come out in the wash. I'm telling you, it's going to come out. You're starting to see that if it's not a perfectly robotic-type scripted play, he doesn't know what to do. He messes up. He makes throws across his body like he did with that last interception, and he's gonna, it's going gonna, it's gonna to start showing his lack of skills, his lack of, of, of precision when it, when it, when it counts. He's, he's played against no playoff, real playoff teams this year. And, and, and you know, and, and, and the 49ers defense, you act like this is new. Was anybody watching the NFC Championship game last year? Philadelphia with no quarterback? Gassed him. With no quarterback? Gassed they, him. They couldn't pass no, no, the ball? No, 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 no. Not, not, not with no quarterback. Even before that, he was getting gassed. It was two, what, one drive? Gassed. It was one drive. It happened on the first drive of the game. And it was a drop play on the sideline that wasn't yeah. challenged by Kyle Shanahan. Appreciate the call, Mike. Um, we can have a Brock Purdy conversation. Yeah. There is a Brock Purdy there conversation be some serious to be had. problems with this team. There is one. We, we're going to have that conversation. We can do it come out of the break here in a couple of minutes. We should. Jeez. Brock Purdy, two turnovers, two interceptions, bad ones in the fourth quarter. Largely, though, I mean, there was a thought bouncing in the back of my head, certainly at halftime. That was one of the best halves I've seen Brock Purdy play. I agree. Honestly. And they only put up seven points. Yeah. Now, I, I, can, I can hear the callers. I can read the text already. Oh, how could you possibly say that? They put up seven points. You're saying that's a, one of the better halves of Brock Purdy's career. He was making throw after throw. He used his legs to perfection. Yeah. I was incredibly impressed. With that said. Tell me. Those turnovers in the fourth quarter are unacceptable. You cannot make those throws. The one to Juwan Jennings. He, he tried to anticipate him coming out of his break and threw it five yards too far. He he, he just did not anticipate it well. It turned into an easy interception, he threw and it two killed. Picks right to safeties. Yep, killed all the momentum that the Niners had, and the last one killed their last chance at winning this ball game. We can talk about Brock Purdy. There's still a ton to get into about the defense as well. Who do you blame for this loss? Is it Steve Wilkes? Is it the defense? Do you have any blame for Nick Bosa? Is it Brock Purdy? What about Brandon Ayuk? A goose egg in the second half. There's plenty to talk about, and we want to hear from you. 
Jose, there's a couple of Jose's. Jose in Alameda and Jose in Virginia. You've been on hold for a while. We're coming to you on the other side, so stay right there. It's overtime here on 95-7 the game. It's Sterling and Grandy. More coming up after the Niners lost in Minnesota next on 95-7 the game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.